Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, thanks for stopping by Liberty Sessions, where we unpack one woman's entrepreneurial journey to help another woman launch her own. I'm your host, Netta Jones. Please join me as we start liberating dreams one episode at a time. Hey, Liberty listeners, welcome to part two of our conversation with Gina Pell and Amy Parker. Uh, ladies, we are excited to get into your heads and get all the advice and tips and tools and wisdom that you have to share with us. So um, I want to start with, um, you know, gone are the days of just simply pushing out a message into the universe. We do need to build community. And I want, really want to focus these next uh, questions on community, it's something that you guys have created really well. Um what is it that you do to create a dialogue, not just push out that information, but really create a dialogue with consumers? Because we know that's important. And we even know that consumers today expect that. They expect to be heard. They expect to be listened to. Mm -hmm. They expect for you to uh, respond to them. So I'd like to know kind of what you guys do. And also, what's the medium that you've chosen to do that in? Amy take it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so, so I'm actually going to start with the second question. Okay. Um, you know, we, we have a newsletter, but that is just, as I said earlier, that is, that's like an outgoing message. So it's a way for us to share information, um, and share our personal discoveries, which is fantastic. And it has, um, it's led a lot kind of drawn a lot of people to our community, which is our Facebook group, but that's where we see the most engagement. That's where we see the real-time conversations happening amongst women um, between all of our groups right now. I think we have about 30,000 
women. And it's real time raw shit about everything that's important to them. Um, and that is, that's what we've chosen. So those are the mediums that we've chosen. And you chose um, Facebook intentionally, or you were like, um, you know, after your glass of wine that day, Hey, we've got a couple people on here. So let's throw out a question. Like, give me, there are so many platforms out there. Why did you choose Facebook? Right. So we, it's, it, we didn't exactly choose Facebook. We already had had a small group on Facebook, but we, we assumed that Facebook was the best place to foster conversation where Instagram wasn't people, our women are not on Snapchat and we could have gone smaller, but we wanted to go somewhere where everybody already was. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't so much the platform, um, as it was the conversation. And so how we created our community was by starting first. We started first always. So we put the questions out there in a very vulnerable way. It was difficult for us because, I mean, it's ironic, right? Because our, our whole company is based on our friendship and what friends talk about. And a lot of times when Amy and I, and Amy and I have been best friends for 18 years, a lot of times we'll talk about something and 20 minutes later we'll go, oh my gosh, we should put that in the group. Like, duh. you know. <laughs> and, and it wasn't until we removed that filter between our professional selves and our personal selves, because usually when you're working somewhere, you don't want to bring a lot of your profession, your personal life to work usually. Right. But for Amy and I, what makes it very difficult is that our personal lives are feeds our work. Right. So we had to remove this, this filter, this barrier mm -hmm. between the TMI that we would talk about as friends and just put it out there, put it out there in the group. And the more we would do that, the more women would trust us, the more women would participate, invite their friends. And leading by example and being vulnerable first and asking, uh, being willing to share that, invited that. Yeah. And so, and so that's how our group was built. It was built on the total honesty, transparency, sharing, really being what we say we are. So everything in, on our site since day one was, this is all through the lens of our friendship to let people really see that. Uh, this morning- we, we posted something in the group about some of the suicides that have been happening this week and about just calling us, eat, sending a personal message to us or asking the group if anybody needs help, you know, and it's, it's about really putting ourselves out there into the group and into our brand. Some people may not be comfortable with this and it may not be appropriate, but for what we do, that's been our total success for having our community grow is to really put ourselves out there as part of our brand and not just as these leaders, I appreciate you saying that because I do think that some, you know, in any one of these podcasts, as people listen, there are, we want them to listen and to take away what's appropriate for them and to hear that you guys um, are targeting, uh, you know, a certain kind of, uh, of woman who wants that, who wants to, is mm -hmm. interested in that, who wants to engage in that way. And that's not, um, that's not a one size fits all solution to all content creators. So I appreciate right. you saying that. Let me go back to something really important that you just said, Gina, and, uh, this is being recorded the week that we lost both Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain to suicide. And I'm curious as we talk about community and what you guys are cultivating both in your digital community and in real life as you bring people together. What is the what list doing um, 
to respond to that need for community? And what do you guys see on a regular basis on your Facebook, uh, you know, in your Facebook group? What do you see in terms of people's willingness to be vulnerable, need to be um, connected? What is it that's happening? Why, what's going on in the zeitgeist that we need this more than ever? And we see people who, by all accounts, have uh, successful lives and are in a space in life, you know, they're in their uh, kind of in that midlife where there's so much to look forward to. What is it that we need to be doing? What is it that you're doing? And what are you seeing? Uh, where are you seeing the need? Hmm. I think the most beautiful thing about our group that we've noticed, and we've said this before in the interview is that in the past, what we, what we've done, the kind of content we've, we've created has been, um, a one to many style, a one to many style, you know, relationship where the one person, us, we put something out there and many consume it. And what mm -hmm. we've seen on the group is a many to one, many to one relationship, which has been really beautiful where a woman will put something out there. It could be, um, it could be as light as what kind of hair conditioner should I use to, mm -hmm. I have cancer and uh, here's what's happening and what should I expect, or I'm getting a divorce. And so many women will come forward with the most loving, helpful, compassionate advice. And just, I, I think that the difference with how we used to use media, which was the look at me way, where I'm posting pictures of myself on vacation and a bikini and having a great time, that what we're doing is we're creating private groups where private women only groups, actually, mm -hmm. where women feel really safe. We're, we're creating a very safe space for women. And there are a lot of women only groups and we, we join as many as we can. And some of them seem very mean spirited where women will bitch at each other and fight with each other. And, and we don't allow that on our yeah, group. I was going to say your rules don't tolerate that. We absolutely do not tolerate that. We have a, we have, a, a one, you know, a one, one strike policy where there's, and, and it's amazing because even at about 21,000 to our main group, it's only happened three times where we've seen some woman come forward and attack another woman for, you know, for example, a, a woman's talking about a very, a very, um, sensitive divorce situation and some other woman chimes in and says, you've married till death do you part. How dare you? Blah, blah, blah. How dare you? Kind mm -hmm. of thing. Chastising, condescending, getting up on her high moral horse. Um, and so we don't tolerate that. And, you know, to go back to what do we need for media right now? I think a lot of the women who are joining our group and watching our group grow is that they're looking for support. Mm -hmm. They're looking to test things out um, with other women and for other women to support them and to cheer them on. And so I, I think looking at how women are starting to transform media, which I think is beautiful. So many female creators out there creating really positive, amazing things to share with others. And we're going to come back to Gwyneth Paltrow. We have to talk about Gwyneth. Come on. Yeah. If we're talking about women sharing things. <laughs> let, let, we'll do that um, in just, we'll do that in, a, in just a second. Hey, Amy, I'd love to thank you, Gina, for that. And thank you guys uh, for the work that you're doing with the what to create that space where we can be vulnerable and connected and get the support that we need. Um, it is appreciated by me for sure, but by so, so many women. And, and by the men in our lives too, who, who, um, benefit from us having that safe place. 
Um, Amy, I'd love to know a little bit about, as you know, many of us are focusing on social media to build community. And Gina talked about this one to three or one to many and many to one kind of concept. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think there's value in just kind of putting the device down and trying to figure out as content creators too, um, Mm -hmm. and trying to, um, kind of pull people together in real life that, um, digital just can't do, you know, is it because a lot of people, I talk to my teenagers in particular and they're like, what's the difference? Like we're connecting, we're talking, we're laughing, we're sharing, (laughs) Um, and, it, and as parents were like, no, it's totally different. Like you need to be making eye contact. You need to have that opportunity. What would you say yeah. as it relates to the what, and as it relates to, to creating opportunities for people to, to be in the same physical space? What do you think is the, the value there? You know, I mean, it's so funny because I think that's the beauty of, uh, and the potential of media today and social media in particular um, that we've come so far and that we've spent so many years uh, without con- without true connection that now people are turning to digital to figure out how do we have these IRL in real life experiences mm-hmm. with each other. And we're certainly seeing that in um, within our community. Um, we've you know we've done a lot of events over our career bringing women together um, and uh, and what we are hearing within our community is they want more, they want more of us, they want more of each other, they want to figure out different ways to connect in person. And so I, you know, I think that's why we're seeing such a rise in all of these female events, summits, conferences, uh, because we've spent the last 10 years on social, very like just, you know, immerse, immersing ourselves in social media. And now it's like, okay, we're coming up for air, we're, we're, looking around and thinking, I actually want to connect with you in person now. And so um, I'm really excited uh, that women are connect, you know, finding ways to connect with each other online, uh, but recognizing the need for let's, let's shut our computers, let's put our phones down and let's get out there and connect in person. And so it's a, uh, it's a joy for us to see. We're certainly responding to it with what we're doing with our summit. I was fall. just going to, I was just going to um, say, talk well, about your summit. You know, I mean, you're bringing women together yeah. and we've met so many amazing women over the last, um, you know, especially over the last six months to a year who are looking for ways to bring women together, whether it's, you know, for, you know, for conversations around entrepreneurship or creativity or around parenting. Um, so it, it excites us to see that there's a need for that. And we're trying to bring those conversations to life with, um, with our summit this fall. And tell us, um, Gina, why don't you speak to what exactly the intention of the summit is? So Amy just said, you know, some groups are bringing people together around parenting, around entrepreneurship, around creativity. What would you say if somebody said, what am I going to get when I go to the what summit? What's there? What's in that for me? What would you, how would you answer? Well, we look at the What Summit as a way, like Amy said, to activate on everything that's already happening in our community, which is a lot about friendship and about you know relationships, health, wellness, purpose, power. So many of the women that I talk to right now are they've hit an inflection point. Whether they're whether they're looking to improve themselves where they are right now, or they're they're switching careers, or they were stay at home moms and they want to have a career, or they have a career, but they're tired of it. 
I think that it's, I think women are in an absolutely incredible place right now. Some of it, I guess you can attribute to the hashtag me too movement that where it's our time, mm. you know, women are starting to really rise and rise fast and understand that it's, it's about activating our whole selves. And we do so much for other people. A lot of times, I mean, you can say stereotypically as women, we're, we're just kind of used to looking out for other people and the what summit, you know, at its, at its soul is really about taking care of ourselves. Like how do we put the oxygen mask on ourselves first in all of these different areas in our life before we can look at helping others? So it's a great visual. Yeah. Way to articulate. I mean, yeah, well, in our marketing copy, you know, it's like purpose, power, relationships, you know, health, wellness. But and when it all comes down to it, it's a day of the way Amy's son described it, right, Amy? It's like yeah. making friends, yeah. <laughs> yeah. sharing stories. <laughs> and what was the third thing? <laughs> well, and we're seeing that in the women yeah. that are um, are applying. I hate using the word applying, but it's really a chance for us to get to know these women um, before they officially register and buy tickets for the summit. But every single, every, you know, it's like, we have a question, why do you want to be here? What do you hope to get from the day? And every single one, they want to make new friends. They want to connect on a, on a different level. Those two things, friendship and connection. And Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm fascinated and humbled by the fact that I see this, um, you know, there's this thread of connection and friendship and we're all, we're all searching for that. Let me ask yeah, you a absolutely. question about that because on the when you go to um, the what summit and you do have there is this application that you fill out um, with regard to getting uh, tickets is the intention of that so that you guys can help people know if this is a great place for them to be like oh you've come to the right place or hey this is not really what we're all about so maybe you don't want to go here. Or are you informing yourselves in the kinds of content or the kinds of experiences the women are looking for? Well, the reason why we have an application process is because we have a a, a community of 100,000 yeah. women and we only have 350 spots. Yeah, it's a good problem so to have, we, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so yes, we want to know a little bit about them. Um, and I, I think we're less concerned about whether it's the right place for them because they, a lot of the people who are going to come or who want to come to our conference know about what we're all about mm-hmm. and we want them. It's really just more about letting everybody have a chance. Sure. But, you know, um, I'd like to talk about conferences and in-person events in general as it pertains to to content makers. And this is something um, that I've seen as a trend in media companies that even NPR, uh, you look at Pop-Up Magazine, they are fantastic. If you haven't been to a Pop-Up Magazine event, you should go. Amy and I were so inspired by it. It's bringing the magazine, the California magazine to life. And media brands have to get clever now. And they are, they're taking their show on the road. So you've never seen media brands before, you know, hey, San Francisco magazine. Well, actually we have seen San Francisco magazine (laughs) bringing their magazine to life. But, but media companies are looking at, and brands are looking at more interesting ways to engage in person with the communities Mm -hmm. that they say that they have, right? Because you can, as a, as a content provider, you can say I have 80,000 subscribers, but who are they? What do they look like? What are they interested in? What do they really, how many do you really have that are active? And these events are a way to monetize on your audience and to, to monetize both your audience and to monetize your sponsors or to, to gather interest in your sponsors so that they can actually see 
in real life uh, who actually reads you. And Amy and I have been doing this ever since our Splendora days. So we were we had an online offline strategy because I feel that content, especially online, when you don't have in real life experiences, it's a leaky bucket. You have people who read you and then the next cool thing comes out online. Then they dump you, they unsubscribe and they move on to the next. But when you, it's making friends, right? It's, it's, it's when you meet people in real life and you really get the whole, you know, um, animus of who they are, you're less likely to leave them than if they were just this thing that appeared in your inbox every week. Sure. And they, 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 um, represent the total brand. So we come to the summit, we have this great experience. I make friends with, you know, Jill who's sitting next to me, whoever Jill is. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and I have the what to thank for that. And my loyalty Mm -hmm. to the what is, um, is stronger than it was perhaps from my Facebook relationship with that Mm -hmm. community. Um, it's something, uh-huh. it kind of, it does something to that, that bond with the brand to, um, to strengthen it. That's not to say that it can't be digital alone, but I like this online offline strategy. I think most brands are realizing no matter what the brand, whether they sell products or content that it, to have an in-person experience is, is a lucrative marketing technique. Right. Yeah. And, but, and, and that sounds so cold. It's actually, it, it creates an intimacy with your brand. Uh, it's an intimacy with your brand that you just can't have online. You just right. can't. Totally. Yep. Now, right. So you guys have done this great job in, in what you've described, both with the Facebook group, with the newsletter, and now with the summit, you've done a great job mm-hmm. to create and nurture this loyal brand. Um, any advice? for us listening on how or what not to do when trying to cultivate a loyal brand following? Like, is there something that's too much? Is there something that's too little? I, you know, I, I don't think, Amy, we, I think you got to try everything. Yeah. yeah. It's I mean, a little bit of I mean, spaghetti I, I, on the wall, I, right? I think, I think so. I think yeah, so. I think so too. Well, yeah. I, and I would say, the only thing I would say is don't, you know, just don't buy into your own bullshit all the time. You know, you've got to check yourself um, Mm -hmm. and you have to have other people in your life and in your just support network that are helping to check you. So I mean, the, you guys the have said of, that a couple of times, Amy, what, give me an well, example I, of what I think that that's, is. I mean, I think it's so important, you know, um, our friend who has this cosmetic line, um, she, you know, she was just like, Oh my God, stop already. Stop whining. Um, you know, we have this amazing group of advisors and these are all just badass, powerful women in their own right. And we were all together and Gina and I, um, we were talking about like, oh, well, we're not going to do this. We're not going to, we don't want to grow some empire. We don't want to take money. We don't want to do this. And this one of our friends slash our friend tours, she said, uh, she said, oh my gosh, she said enough already. She said, stop telling me everything that you can't do or that you don't want to do. And I, I, it just, it stopped me in my tracks. And so, you know, we get into this, I mean, I feel like this for us, you know, we get into this idea of like, well, we're not going to do this and, or we are this and, and, you know, we're our own echo chamber. And I think Gina and I are in a really fortunate spot because we have been friends and business partners for so long. Um, and, and we know how to check each other. Um, the flip side is we can also, as our husbands will attest to, 
I mean, we can just be like the, our best cheerleading squad. You know, we're always patting ourselves on the back. Like we did a great job and it drives our husbands crazy. And so for us, you know, we have gotten better because we've been doing this for so long at checking each other and holding our, holding each other accountable for things. But I think that's why it's so important to have a really trusted friend group that can help to check you on other things so that you're not um, buying, you know, one of my favorite sayings is don't believe everything that you think. And so, um, you know, sometimes we can't do that for ourselves and we need an outside group of friends to help us with that. Sure. How, how much do you rely, sorry, Gina, one quick second. How much do you rely on, um, the advice of other female entrepreneurs or just other women? Oh my God. A hundred percent. Our whole board is women. Our entire board. But do they have to be entrepreneurs? Like, do you feel like it takes another entrepreneur to understand the mind of an entrepreneur? No. No, we, we have a, we have a, we have a mix of entrepreneurs, okay. readers, um, women of all types and stripes. I, I think, I think having only one type of anything is bad, right? So diversity has always proven to be a great thing and that you shouldn't only be listening to advice from entrepreneurs because a lot of people who are buying your product or who are going to be interested in your stuff are not entrepreneurs, right? Sure. So uh, we, we listen to a lot of moms who, who, a lot of the moms who read our blogs are a lot of readers who write in and they're, they're from all walks of life. Some are lawyers, some are students, some are unemployed, you know? So we listen to everybody's interested in us. Um, and we also have, um, an entrepreneurial board, but going back to really important entrepreneurial lessons, I think for Amy and I, something that has moved the needle on our business that it, it always does. It has gotten us out of slumps. It has, it enabled us to sell our last company when we thought like we're just going to go under during during the, the 2008 fucking catastrophe of the financial markets <laughs> is making a promise to each other to get your ass out there and talk to people. Mm. So it when you're in a slump, it's so, you know, it, it's, it's very tempting to just sit there and, and hover in your little hovel, you know, just, just like be there and clenched into a, a fetal position, <laughs> trying to do some stuff on a computer by yourself, not leaving the house in your pajama pants and going like, okay, I'm going to figure this out on my own. And whenever Amy and I get into, and this has happened to us, very, very pivotal points for us where we were like, I think we're going to throw in the towel, right? Um, we get a yellow legal pad. <laughs> it's always been a yellow legal pad. I know. There's no well, other pad all works. over the last 18 yeah. years. <laughs> Yeah. Do you know there's some be science behind a yellow legal pad? <laughs> so <laughs> no, I, sure. I learned this. I'm my sure. um, my my daughter's seventh grade uh, English teacher or eighth grade English teacher required that they uh, their initial draft of everything be on a yellow legal pad, and she explained to the parents that there is science in something about the color that triggers more creativity, um, yeah. and because they're it's literally long, it doesn't limit. Yeah. Um, stream of consciousness. So you guys were onto something. Well, every every time we've been in a slump, we we took out our yellow legal pad and we figured out. You know, we we did some brainstorming. We tried to figure out our reason for being. And then the next thing we would do is we would look at our next two months and we would we would try to meet with or talk to at least three people a day. Ideally five, but three is more realistic, right? Five days a week. And wow. people go, that sounds, people go, wow, that sounds impossible, but it's not. If, 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 you know, you have your meetings. So Amy and I would take two to three meetings in person and we'd go to the city and just like knock them out, like 
consecutive meetings from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. and then go home, right? And then maybe the next day we couldn't meet in person and meet with that many people. So then we have calls and Zoom has totally changed our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, Zoom calls. So it's like Skype, but it's, it's, it's better and it's for business. So then we'd have Zoom calls with people. And by doing that and by getting out there and talking to people, there is nothing that can replace that. For I think that's the most valuable advice I've given to any entrepreneur, to any person who, who is in a slump, to any person who's trying to figure something out or to achieve, achieve something. It could be something like, I need to get a job in the next six weeks. Okay, then make a goal that every single day you're going to talk to three people about the job you want to get. Yeah. And you have to make lists and you have to scratch them off and... I mean, it, it has trans- Amy and I have made more money in the last two months than we've made in the last two years. Yeah, just by doing that. Because we got clear on the fact that we need other people to bounce ideas off. It just can't be the two of us or one of us sitting and panicking inside of an office, a home oh, office. Yeah, that know? doesn't work. That, that <laughs> you need no, to change so my ways. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to say that that word, way does not work. No, it does not it work. Probably no, works I'm here. I'm, here. I'm evidence yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, and so, and so I think like, I think that's the most valuable lesson that we learned was, was we know that we have to do it, getting our ass out there. The second thing is, um, I think that as women, we suffer from this a lot, which is everything has to be all perfect and we have to check things out. We have to know exactly what we're doing is, but what we learned through our CEO who came from Google, who bought our last company was implement rapid, rapid implementation. Like you're thinking about it. Okay, do it, do it now. And then start iterating, iterate, iterate, iterate. So Amy and I launched, um, one, two, three, four, five, five, six, seven. We launched seven new cities on Facebook, um, since the beginning of the year, we just did it. I just launched two this month, uh, in the last week because we're not thinking too hard about it. Yeah. We, we always think too hard about everything. We're like, okay, before we launch a city, yeah. we have to know who's in there. We have to get the right picture. We have to write the right stuff. Okay, no, launch it sloppily and then just and do then, it. Just do it. And I think that, that 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 rapid, if you look at big engineering teams and how things get done, it's just, it's rapid implementation and then iteration. And so if you can go meet people, and if you can rapidly implement the ideas that you have without trying to perfect them or, you know, ask for advice here and there, no, just, just do it and then ask for advice on how you can, how you can improve it or ask your readers um, how to improve it. But that, those are the two pieces of advice that I think can get almost anybody out of a slump. I kind of feel like this is over. We've done the interview. That's it. <laughs> and we we'll just close, close down everything. And thank you guys for coming. No, that, that was great. I, I wholeheartedly agree. And I feel like you took, you, you combined a lot of the things you were saying, Gina, in the, in the first thing, as you and Amy had talked about getting out of your own way, don't believe your own crap, right. all of that stuff that happens yeah. when you, when you talk to other people. And Absolutely. the ideas are generate, uh, become more generative or you put yourself in a more generative space when you're having conversations with other people and you're bouncing things off of them. And what you said without saying it is stop keeping everything a secret. And I, I see a lot of people mm-hmm. who are like, well, I have this idea and I want to do this thing, but it's a secret. And let's just say in the, in the space with women creating content and events and you know, pop-ups, pop-ups and panels and all that. It's, there's no secret. Everybody's doing it. So yes, start to have, com- yeah, have conversations with each other. Talk about what makes you different or unique, how you guys can partner and work together. And 
support one another in that process. And I, I, I feel like you guys have said in more than one way, get out of your own way and, and start to do the work, the hard work and not be lazy, whether it's the way you've approached, um, you know, monetizing content, you haven't been lazy. You've, you've had to get out of your own way. You've had to get out of your seat. You couldn't rely on the success that you had in the past. And then even talking about, um, just connecting with people, having conversation, having dialogue, listen to ideas, listen to creative um, ways to get from A to B and really critical and and constructive um, advice on what you're doing and what you could be doing. And I've always been a fan of the, you know, don't let the um, perfect be the enemy of the good enough. But I think what you just said, Gina, about this, just just as quickly as you can. Not even good enough. Yeah, just, just get it out there and iterate there. later. Yeah. Like I think you just took it to a whole other level. Um, there's a multiplier on that initial saying and and you've, you've put it on there. So I love that. I think by every definition, I think of what it means to be an entrepreneur, the, the number one must be just to start people who are just willing to start. And you've, you've bundled that for us. Well, now we can't end this conversation without going back to the Gwyneth thing. So Gina, what would you like to say about Gwyneth Paltrow? This is so perfect because here's, it actually, I, I wanted to say something and this, this dovetails perfectly with it. Okay. So what I want to say about Gwyneth and when I want to, how, how I want to end what we're talking about, because we're all women and the way that we reached out to each other, we, we do similar things. And I think in the past, when Amy and I first started Splendora, there were a lot of other women who were starting other kind of fashiony, fashion facing, lifestyle facing blogs. And everybody was very bitchy to each other. Even, even in the, in the um, traditional media space, when Amy and I started, there were newspapers and magazines who their editors would not speak to each other. And they, they spoke to Amy and I only because they had no idea what digital media was. And they're like, oh, they're, who knows what they're doing? This <laughs> digital media thing won't last long. So right. let's just invite them to, to lunch. And Amy and I have always been very inclusive. But there's been times in our careers where there, who brands that we saw as competitive brands, we would, you know, we'd be kind of watching what they do, but we wouldn't reach out to collaborate. And that's the difference, I think, in today's world in media. Yeah, there's some negative shit going on. But I think the most positive thing that I see going on, especially with female-led media brands, is the desire and the the willingness to this beauty of collaboration where you would have these brands, if you had like 15 fashion brands starting, they would hate each other's guts, right? And and, and I think I, maybe that's biologically built into us as competitive women or whatever that is, right? And we have to get rid of that thinking. That's It's, it's horrible. It, it's thinking that's going to set you back if we as 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 a species, as, as women, we want, if we want to advance, then we all have to have to advance together. Mm. Well, and and it removes that scarcity mindset. There's only a few spots for a few of us. There's not, there's so much. There's plenty. But but here's the thing. It's like, even, even, even beyond the scarcity mindset, it's, it's that if someone's doing exactly what you're doing, okay, link arms with them and march forward together. Right. And so going back to Gwyneth Paltrow, so many people are criticized her. Oh my God, she's this, she's that. And you know what? I, I see why people criticize her, but I, I respect her for what she does. And I can't, I can't help but uh, love her for what she does because she doesn't have to do this. Mm-hmm. She really doesn't. She's fucking Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like, she could just kind of be kicking back on her yacht with her new boyfriend or husband or whatever it is. <laughs> you know? But she does it. She does it. Um, she really 
regardless of how it's perceived, that it's it's um, you know tone deaf or whatever, she she's coming from a place of help. She's coming from a she's coming from a good place within herself. And if you don't like it, don't fucking read it. But don't sit there and criticize it. Make your own. You know what I mean? And it's time as women that we stop criticizing what other women are doing and either give them helpful feedback and help them or just don't read it and don't criticize. Yeah. If you don't, Amy used to say this as, as, as a good Southern girl, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say don't it say at it. all. <laughs> we need to bring and that I one back. Think, Let's bring that one back. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, I think as women, we need to link, we need to link together. And as content creators, specifically how it pertains to this interview, go reach out there. The people who you think are your competitors or who you admire, reach out there, yeah. reach out there and get together and at least like have a group where you guys can talk about your, you know, what you're doing together. And on that note, everyone stay tuned for what uh, the what <laughs> and Liberty will be doing together very soon. Exactly. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's some things in the works in our minds. Lots of stuff. So um, we, in all of our interviews, we talk, uh, we ask um, um, our guests to tell us what, third-party platforms they're using, mm. what apps that, that you know, kind of help them to get through their day, um, are their favorites. What what do you guys have as two busy women, mothers? Like, what are the things that you like to use that kind of make life a little bit more efficient, effective, fun? Uh, well, we, internally for business, we use Slack, which has just been a, just a lifesaver for both of us. Um, mm -hmm. So project management helps us organize. We have channels for everything, whether it's stuff we're, you know, currently digging on that we want to consider for the newsletter or topics that we want to talk about in the group. Um, but I think my, I think personally, so we've just recently launched a, um, a the What Meditates group uh, because we're in kind of, what do we call it? Like warrior training mode. Mm -hmm. we're just we're super busy right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we've got to, we're holding ourselves accountable. We're trying to get ourselves into, um, just fighting shape mentally, physically, spiritually. And so we started meditating. And so, um, I found the group to be incredibly helpful, but the flip side is, um, I discovered a, a, an app called insight timer and I do guided meditations through that. And it has just been life changing for me, wow. um, because it is, uh, it, you know, it allows me just to, to kind of get into my groove, meditate. I've never had a practice for more than a week. Um, I always get distracted. I get too <laughs> tired. I get too stressed. I get too busy. And I think we've been at this for about three weeks, three or four weeks now. And it's, um, it's just been wonderful That's for, awesome. for me. And I don't, Jean, I don't know what, which app you're using, but I love insight timer. That's my, that's, that's a like good one. And we'll make sure that, that that's on, the, right on the show notes. That's a great one. Gina, do you have anything to offer? We, we, use, we use MailChimp for our oh, yeah. newsletter server. Yep. Uh, we use Bizabo, B-I-Z-Z-A-B-O, uh, to manage our conference registrations. So if, you, if you're ever doing an event or conference, it's like Eventbrite, but a lot better. And you can build a really beautiful website, registration website. So check out Bizabo. Um, we use Amazon. We, we, we have Amazon affiliates so that, so that we can, well, affiliate, the affiliate, um, what, what do they call it? Amazon what? Prime Amazon affiliates. Associates. Yeah. yeah. Associates. Associates. Um, so if you're writing any kind of content where you're recommending things, and this is a way that you can make money in the short term, I'm, I'm sure you guys have already thought yeah. of this, um, but we do book lists and there's, and roundups, beauty roundups, and everything's available on Amazon. And so that has helped us a lot. Um, our, our, our website runs off of WordPress, and um, which I'm trying to find something better. Uh, and 
um, what else do we use in, in terms of, of technology? How about time blocking, calendaring, oh, anything medium, that you love? Medium wheel. Oh, here's another thing. Here's, oh my gosh, how could we forget this, Amy? <laughs> Gina, I love you. <laughs> So we went and we talked to the sugars from Pop Sugar, Uh um, Brian and Lisa, and I love them so much. Brian Sugar kicked our ass so hard. (laughs) We don't get us to where we are, though. So I love that. I love. I love that couple. So Brian said to us when when he's like, "What are you guys doing?" And we told him that we were launching a newsletter on email, and he almost laughed us out of his office. He's like, like, "Email." why are you guys doing this on email? And he gave us this long talk, which really, really helped shape our thinking, which he was saying, you guys, you're in a content, you guys are content. All you guys have to look at is content delivery. It doesn't matter whether it's email, whether it's Snapchat, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Medium, you guys have to test every platform and see where people are consuming your content. And it was a very different way for us to think than you know, we have a website, we have a newsletter. Like we're always, we're always calling the product, the the platform, right? And that's not right unless we, we're platform creators. So to really think of yourself as the content, it just doesn't matter what the platform is because platforms are always changing. And and Brian, when he told us that, it, I mean- Rocked I, our I, world. <laughs> well, I mean, we went out of the office with our tail between our legs, but I don't think we would have really tested Facebook and grown in the way that we had if Brian hadn't said to us, stop thinking of, of yourselves as, as a freaking email newsletter. And so that's so awesome. That's good advice. I think for all of us who mm-hmm. are in this, I mean, all, all of us are content creators to some degree. So whether you have a service or a product, you're creating that to at the very least, um, you know, jump up and down and say, Hey, consumer, look at me. And so there's something that you're putting, putting out there, whether you monetize that content is a, a, a totally different thing. Um, any, but you know, yeah, go ahead to that end too, just to add, add to that. I mean, you're, if you're a content creator, your content isn't limited to a blog or to, no. or to medium or to a post, right? Yep. It's, it's like we started creating content on Spotify with Spotify playlists. This is about building your personal brand, right? Yeah. So building our brand, it's about our playlist. So we have stuff on Spotify. It's about, um, you know, where we're read. So we, we publish, we republish some of the same stuff that we have on our website onto medium too, right? Because then we'll pick up medium readers. And so it's, it's really just going out there. You know, if you have a book list, go into Goodreads is publishing your point of view anywhere that you possibly can. And then figuring out how to tie it back to your brand and your website. I I like that too, for many of us who've been around for a while and need fresh places to repurpose some of that content, that it's still relevant. It's still meaningful. It can still add value, but perhaps you're very you know, narrow or small group has already consumed it, but it's still meaningful. Get it out to some other people. And I think some of the suggestions you've made offer that. Um, Okay. Each one of you, one bit of wisdom you want to leave our listener with. I can't imagine that there's even more. Um, We've had several (laughs) mic drops, but one little piece of wisdom. Um, Mine would be find, find your partner, whoever that is, find your partner to, um, to help get you through the days. I I'm lucky that my, my partner and my friend are one in the same, my friend and my partner are one in the same, but I think having a partner, um, is just, I, I mean, I have so many friends that have gone the, that have, you know, that are entrepreneurs and 
they're, you know, they're slogging through it and it's hard, it's hard to do it solo. So whether or not you have a, um, an, an official business partner or someone that you can turn to, um, but find that person because it, it makes it so much easier and so much more joyful when you can share the, um, you know, share all of the exciting things that are going on and so much more helpful when you're like, when you're down in the dumps. That's great. Gina, how about you? Yeah, I totally agree with the partner. Um, a lot of people aren't able to have a business partner because they they don't trust somebody enough or they, it's, it's too intense to go out there and to search for a business partner. I wouldn't even know how to do it actually, if I didn't have Amy, but, but whether it's a, whether it's a formal business partner or not, um, to, to find a friend who will be your sounding board. I, I had a friend that when I started Splendora and I didn't have a partner in the beginning of Splendora, um, but just to find what I wanted to do next, I would meet with this friend for lunch every Monday and just, we would go back and forth where she would say, tell me what my strengths are and what do you think I'd be good at? And then she would tell me what mine were and we'd take notes. I mean, it was really funny, but just having a thought partner, I think if you, if you can't find a great business partner and that you actually schedule your time to be, to talk to this thought partner in person or or online is so helpful. I love that. I, there's a, there's somebody that I meet with on occasion and she's an entrepreneur as well. And we sort of bounce those things off each other, but I like the idea of having something that's scheduled and, Mm-hmm. Um, and organized and you can count on it and, and, um, and, and you're accountable for yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. All right. Well, you're not totally off the hook. So we end all of our, um, interviews with something called the quick six. So I'm going to ask six questions. Each of you just give me your sort of one word, one sentence answer. So do you prefer, we'll start with Amy. Do you prefer a nine to five or a flex schedule? Flex. Gina? Nine to five. Oh, okay. Well, that, that works out well. Um, well, and then we work 24 hours a day. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, Gina, we'll start with you. Do you prefer vacationing in the mountains or the beach? Beach. Amy. Beach. Okay. Do you guys vacation together? Yes, okay. we do. So that works out well. Um, well, but she vacations, Gina vacations nine to five and you vacation on a flex yeah. schedule. <laughs> Got it. Um, and then do you prefer working from home or an office, Amy? Uh, I, I need both. A little bit of both. How about you, Gina? Mm-hmm. Office. Okay. And do you guys share an office? Do you have home offices? Do you, how does that work? We are together. We have home offices, um, but we're together three or four days a week. Okay. Um, wherever our wherever that is. schedules take us. Yeah. Okay. And then do you, I think I know the answer. Um, do you prefer working alone or with a team, Gina? Team. Amy? Team. And any alone time needed? Yes. And, and is that for kind of creative um, thinking I think, or well, what? I, for, like for Gina, I know she, she does well alone time content creation. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I need to just be focused for me when I'm crunching numbers, um, or yeah. forecasting, um, or really working on proposals, kind of the creative aspect, then I need, I need some like a solid alone time for that. Sure. And then I think this is the hardest question, Thai or Mexican <laughs> food, Amy. Mexican all the way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would say Mexican oh, without good. a doubt. Good. I, margaritas, get, mar- margaritas are part of that, right? They, they count. Mm-hmm. They absolutely count as Mexican food. If you said Mexican or Japanese, that would be almost impossible to answer. Yeah, that would be. Although there's always a taco truck um, like creation in LA that's some sort of fusion of some something totally. else. Totally. So it's probably here somewhere. Um so, you know, our podcast is called Liberty Sessions. Our brand is Liberty, our URL, libertyforher.com. 
And our hope is that we are liberating women uh, through entrepreneurship and, and to sort of seek out what they want to be, what they want to do with this one precious life. What does it mean for each of you to be liberated, Gina? I mean, for me, liberation is, um, I can't really feel totally free. It's kind of like what's written on the Statue of Liberty by the poet Emma Lazarus. I, I can't really feel totally free unless everybody else is free. Mm. I love that. That's beautiful. Amy, mm-hmm. how about you? Gosh, I can't really, <laughs> I would have to agree with that. I, I think for me, liberation is, um, is this being in conversation with amazing people about the things that are important to us and being honest about it and sharing our wisdom and gaining so much from others if we're willing to listen. To me, that's the most liberating thing. Mm. Well, you guys have liberated us and what you're doing um, at The What is doing just that, um, liberating other women. Again, creating space to be vulnerable, to be connected, to be honest, to be excited, um, to see a future that perhaps they couldn't see without uh, a community cheering them on. So thank you guys for the work that you're doing and putting out into the world. We can't wait to share this with our listeners. Thank you, Netta. Absolutely. You're doing the same. Um, Big fans. Thanks. Thanks so much. Hey, Liberty listeners, that's all we have for now, or that's not, I mean, it's really more than all. It's this awesomeness that we have for now, and we'll see you guys next week. See you then. Liberty Sessions is broadcast on all platforms, Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review Liberty Sessions on Apple Podcast. It helps us to know if these episodes are inspiring and equipping you to launch and grow your own ventures. You can also find us every day on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Liberty For Her. And please leave a comment using the hashtag Liberty Sessions. We want to hear your thoughts, suggestions, and brilliant ideas. Liberty Sessions is produced by Netta Jones and Elizabeth Windham and music by Jordan Flower. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. 